Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's the next thing that went wrong? The door handle fell off. Okay, how did it fall off? It just fell off. I went to open the door and it fell off, okay? This is the plaintiff, Elaine Berry. She says she purchased a defective stove from the defendant with a two-year parts and labor warranty, and the louse refuses to honor it. That's right. She's had nothing but problems with that darn stove, and since the defendant refuses to fix it correctly, she wants her purchase price of $575 returned, so she's suing. This is the defendant, Paul Sklars. He says a year and a half after the plaintiff had the stove, she called to complain the oven door fell off. The woman misused the stove, causing the damage. But to be a good businessman, he replaced the door with a new one. A few months later, she said the door didn't fit right. She demanded a whole new stove. So, here they are. He's accused of heating things up. All parties, please be ready. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated. Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay. Ms. Berry, you purchased in May of 2018 a brand new Crosley stove from Mr. Sklar's appliance store, correct? Yes. How much correct. did you pay? I paid, um, you might have. 575? 575. Okay. And that included a two year warranty for parts and labor? Yes. What was the first thing to go wrong? The door handle fell off the oven. How soon? No, excuse me, wait. First, the light bulb blew while I had something in the oven. And the light bulb blew, okay? And that was when? Um, how, that, how long had you had it? A week. Okay. okay. And what did you do? I tried to call him on the phone, couldn't get through. So I drove up there and um, told him about it, and he gave me another him light bulb. Him personally or someone else? Him personally. And he gave you what? Another light bulb. He gave you a bulb, so you just changed the bulb yourself? Well, I had somebody else change it. Okay. And then uh, what's the next thing that went wrong? The door handle fell off. Okay, how did it fall off? It just fell off. I went to open the door and it fell off, okay? 
but I, I'm having trouble, like, uh, like how does that happen? Like, was it hanging a little bit, or did it fall all off? It just like, fall off. I, I, it was, so where did it end up? In your hands, on the floor? How? It, how? It, it, okay, when it fell off, one side fell off, okay, and then it was hanging, and then it just fell all, all the way off. Okay. So what did you do? I, um, I called him and told him. And? And um, he sent the repairman out. Okay. Okay, but before I call, I, yeah, I call. He said the repairman out, and then it fell off a couple of times. Okay, and I had my husband. He screwed. He, he said when he feel it getting loose, he would screw it back on. Okay, okay. but it was just falling off too many times. Okay. So. Do you recall these phone calls or these? Um, do you have any record of these service calls? Because in your answer to the complaint, you seem to start. Like the first thing that went wrong was a year and a half later. Do you remember these problems? I do, Your Honor. Okay. The light bulb was broke and crashed and smashed, and we offered to replace it at no charge, and we did. It was broken, but, trashed, and smashed. What does that mean? Well, it it doesn't mean that it was broken on its own accord. It might have been damaged maybe by putting. Wait, a are you testifying in, to or... me that the original light bulb was damaged? Correct. How how did you see it? She brought the base of the socket into my store, and I handed her one to replace. And so you never simple. saw the bulb in question? Just the lamp that came out that was destroyed. Just the lamp? Not at the premises okay. in my store. So when you say it was destroyed, what were you physically looking at in your store? The, the lamp, socket was the what, pieces of glass? The pieces of glass looked like they were cracked, and then the socket was with the pieces of glass. It looked like it was a shattered lamp. Right, but when when you, I mean, That's the fine the folks incident. at Crossley have to know that you're putting stuff into the oven and taking stuff out of the oven. Yes. You're not dancing in the oven. Yes. You're not like, so how is it that normal use of an oven would cause that to break as opposed to that something was wrong with the bulb or something? You know? I have no idea. Okay, anyway, that got taken care of. And do you remember the yes. handle stuff? I remember the handle incident, yes. Okay, so that got taken care of. Everything's going fine for about a year, and then what happens? The whole stove fell apart. Now, okay, the, be the more door. specific. The uh, door, what happened? Okay, the handle came off. When the handle came off, I had to jump back because the rest of the door just came down. How did it, I've never had that happen, so I, I don't understand. The Here's entire door falls off the hinge. Is it on? It's on hinges, right? Is it on hinges? It is, Your Honor. So what happened? It loosened and came down. Did it stay hinged, but then the 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 uh, elasticity went, and so it hit the floor, or did the whole thing come off? What are you saying? Okay, so first, when it came off, it fell down and hit the floor. The whole thing detached completely. No, no, just the front. Instead of stopping at a natural point, went all the way down. That's what right. You, it went okay, all I got the it. way down. Okay. And then, okay, and this is the picture right here I have. It went all the way down, and then I just left it like that and took pictures, and then the whole thing just fell all apart. Just after hanging down like this, it just came all apart. Okay, so okay. let me, can I see that? Yes. And, and did you and call him? Yes, I did. Okay, and what happens? I told him about the door. He said he's going to have somebody come out. He couldn't believe that it fell apart. Okay, he said he's going to come neither out. Neither can I if I didn't see it with my own <laughs> eyes and if your tech didn't see it with his own eyes because he right. went out there and it was true, right? Right. right. So I have another picture I couldn't get off my phone. I couldn't find it. But Show it to me in your phone. Oh, you couldn't find it in your in phone? In my phone. I, I'm not good with these phones. All right, that's fine. Well, okay. you're doing fine. Go so, ahead. And then what happens? Okay, so then the whole thing fell, fell out. 
And then it was just the railings right there. And my daughter came and went in the kitchen and she tripped over the railings because the glass and all that stuff fell out and it just had wait, to- Wait, what do you mean? Wait, wait, come, come on up, daughter. What are you talking about? The you don't need to move. Oh. Stay right where you are. Okay. What are you? T what is she talking about? When she says you tripped over railings. Why don't you just when, stay clear of the broken stove? When the door wasn't there, it was like two uh, metal things sticking out. Why are they sticking out? I don't the know. door came out of. Like what on the, the side where you the picture you're looking at now. Excuse me. The picture you're looking at now has the two things on the side. They yeah, right there on the sides of the door. Okay. So when the rest of, when it fell, the door fell out, it was still just them two things there. Yeah, to tape them up, woman. Why are they you letting your daughter come. trip over them? You know that the thing is broken. It didn't come All right, up. so what happens? Okay. You call him and you go out there or you send your tech out there. I do. And your tech says, we got to take the whole door and replace the whole door. Well, he called me first and he advised me that the door was laying on the floor. It, it, it physically came off. And I asked him if it came off and it's laying on the floor, how you think that happened? He said it probably it fell off the hinges, but that's uncommon. Very. It's uncommon because I say, Your Honor, is the hinges are, are attached with a little clip that prevents the door from sliding off, and the clips have to be taken off and then actually pulled off the hinges and then placed on the floor. Or fell Unless on the floor. it's faulty. Yes, Because exactly. I would have never imagined exactly. I would see this in my life. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at it yeah. in this picture. And you know what I'm saying? Like, if she didn't take this picture, I'd say, she's making that up. Yeah, that's about a year it after. It can't bend that way, you know? Yes, that's correct. But this is really unusual. This is unusual. Um, Excuse me, I have a refrigerator <laughs> where they say the door was stripped, screws, and in a socket that it goes in. Okay, but that's stripped. about the handle. Okay. Right. No, this is okay. this is but this is really everything together. Yeah, but now the okay. handle being stripped means that the holes where the screws are. That oh, has, you okay. Know. All right. And uh, by then, your husband had also tinkered with it, but that, okay. that doesn't matter. That's behind okay. us, and this is worrying me. Yeah. And so you send your guy, and what does your guy do? I instructed him to bring the door into my shop so we could examine it, look at it, and fix it, which we can do, and we or and we did. We ordered the new parts for it. What's the new there parts was, you ordered? Okay, here's what happened. When the screws became stripped, the handle fell off. The glass is held on with the screws. Oh. And then there's a frame that fits around where the glass fits. That was bent out of shape as if it was either caught on or bent over. Or too over-tightened? Or overused. Or, oh, yeah, so we, I stand corrected. That, that handle okay. does have something yeah. to do with it. So, All right, yeah. go on. So when it was brought back to the shop, Your Honor, and we looked at it, we addressed the problem by ordering new parts for it. What new screws, new parts did the handle order? was stripped, the handle, the screws, and then we, we cleaned it, and then we reassembled it. And then in our shop, we tested a door at our shop facility that has an, a makeup system for an oven door. I don't know what you just said. We have a, another oven that we tested that door on after we What'd completed the repairs. What'd you do? You took off the door that's on that oven the, and put this correct, door? Correct, exactly. Because all oven doors are pretty common within five years. I find years. that hard to believe. They don't make, they, well, we have the same range in sale now in our I find our that stock. so hard to believe. The Just range, as a person who's lived 58 long years, I don't find people doing a lot of, I don't even find my mechanic doing sufficient testing before they hand it back to <laughs> we me. Did. Okay. Uh, we did. We did. So you literally are telling me that you took the door off of an oven, put, installed the door, door to make sure the door worked. All right. In any event, your guy goes to the house, puts in the door, right? We returned the same day or the day after because. Put it in and you have a complaint. And what is your complaint? Okay. The, um, 
Okay, here's a picture right here. The door that he put in, well, he told me he's gonna give me a new door. Okay, not a rebuilt door. He said he's gonna give me a new door. Okay, so the door that he put in, it has steel pieces sticking out of it. So if the- Where? Uh, right in front of the oven, where if I'm walking by and I have a dog, I have a video. I can show okay, you Okay, I'm video. gonna look at the video now. Let me see the pictures that you okay. have. Okay. Steel I it, pieces where? In between the oven door and that drawer? On the outside of the oven door. On the outside of the yeah. oven. And it's another plastic strip on the outside and then it's a steel piece. Okay, the video is- Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. When you bought this oven, this thing was smooth, yes. right? Yes, There was nothing sticking out. Nothing. What is this thing sticking out? That was an aftermarket bracket or a brace that we had purchased. Okay, that was when supposed you to re repaired the door. Repair and afterwards. now we're going to see what the aftermarket brace Frames. creates in the home of a woman that loves to cook. <laughs> and loves to cook meat. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm a big meat fan. Don't okay. worry about it. But it's like, Long I'm sitting there saying, how could it produce this much grease? Anyway, let's take <laughs> yeah. a look. Hello, Judge Milan. Milian. Oh, Milian. This is my stove I bought from, my Crosby stove I bought from Paul. Okay. This door had fell apart. Okay. When you see, and he took the parts and pieced it together. Now, this piece right here, which is, I don't know what that piece is right there, is not sealed to the door. It catches grease. See that? And then he got this metal bar right here, which get hot, it burn you. It can cut you. And it's a grease trap. Now look at that. Look. Just look at that. Move, Bruno. Look at that. See that? Okay. And that grease will roll <laughs> Bruno's down Bruno's not moving. Here. Bruno likes that. That's right. Okay. See, and I didn't buy the stove like this. It was perfect. It didn't have pieces sticking out, okay? Hair. And Who's that? Is that you? <laughs> Hair. And, and when I go to clean the stove right here, I get electric shock from this plug right here. This hmm. switch to turn the oven light on. That's where the oven light broke out. And what else? I just don't want a stove like that. I don't want to grease trap or to burn or cut myself. Thank you. <laughs> That's fabulous. Um, you know, a picture says a thousand words, a video does even more. Um, she, you know, she bought a stove. The stove has a two-year warranty. Um, when you fix something, why should she have to put up with this aftermarket piece that comes out? It's not what she bought. So why does she, as a consumer, not get the benefit of her warranty and have, you know, something that's tight and right? She bought something tight and right, and then she also bought a warranty, a two-year warranty, which I guess the first year is on the manufacturer and the second year is on you? Yes. Yeah, yes. That's why she's not getting a new stove, because you don't want to buy her a new stove. But if she's within the, the, the warranty period, explain to America why she should have to put up with the little grease trap aftermarket thing. I have no, I have no answer to your question, Your Honor, for that reason that I don't know it. But at the same time, that's the way it was shipped to me, and that's the way I assembled it. And right. at the same time, I did that. Right, but now I'm asking you a question, because we're in court, you're being sued to honor a warranty. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't I make you honor the warranty? And a warranty means we're going to make it the way it was before it broke down. It doesn't mean, you know what? From now on, you've got a piece of metal sticking out, a, a, a rubber. Is the top one rubber? I, plastic. Yeah. The plastic, and then the one underneath is metal. Metal. You know, so when you're, when you, do you cook? No. All right. Okay. Let me explain to you. Right, but you know, you you're by the up, you're 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 here, and you come close, and then you burn your shin 
or your right. dog walks by. You know, no, it's, it's, it's not something she has to put up with. I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff, you're entitled to a new stove. You're within the warranty period. Okay. You bought a warranty and you get a warranty. Okay. $575, verdict for the plaintiff. Thank Good you. Good luck, folks. Well, the plaintiff has very proved her case. Mr. Sklars, she gets a new stove. What are you thinking? Well, you know, I think that she's probably entitled to a new stove, but that's not, not my obligation. It should be the manufacturer's obligation. Yeah, I she's did, undercovered under warranty. Yes, and I fulfilled my obligation by bringing the stove back to her home so she could use it during the holidays and utilize the stove. And the oven was cooking. It was performing. And then if she had other issues, she should have maybe voiced some issues to me in a stronger effect, and I would have addressed them without no complaint. So I'm happy with the verdict. If I have to make restitution, I'll do what I have to do because I enjoyed coming on people's court. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, <laughs> she's going to get a new look stove yeah, from you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I understand. No question. I understand. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, thank you. you. You just lost the stove. Well, that's okay. <laughs> thank you very much. my first and one my last. All okay? right. Good enough. Thank All you, right. sir. Thank All righty. All right, Ms. Mary. Very shrewd of you to do okay. that video. It uh, helped. Yeah, I knew it would. <laughs> so you like the stove, basically? Yeah, it did what it's supposed to do. I'm a baker. I love to bake meat. Okay? So if you get a new one, then you're going to be happy? Yes, yes, as long as it don't fall apart. Well, he said you're going to get one. Okay. You won your case? Right. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Well, good enough. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> Harvey? You know, Doug, the defendant said in the hallway that she should take this up with a manufacturer. Well, she could have, but she chose to go after him, which she can do. The reality is he can go after the manufacturer if he wants to and try to recover if it was a manufacturer's defect. That will do it for this case. Litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the plaintiff, Lakia Carter. She says she has been royally ripped off by the defendant regarding a car she purchased. What he did was illegal, and she's owed big time. That's right, she bought a car from his dealership. He didn't give her the title in a timely fashion. He refuses to return her money, and she's here in the good name of justice suing him. For the hard-earned $967.75, he owes her. This 
says the defendant, David. He says he gave the plaintiff a temporary registration while he got the title papers in order. The day before the temporary reg was to expire, he still didn't have the title. So he said he would let the plaintiff out of the deal and refund her money. The woman refused to return the car. She called the cops. And now he's being sued? Bottom line, he gave her the title, and now it's up to the judge to decide who's in the right. He's accused of taking a little bit too long. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she got a great deal on a car she purchased from the defendant. Problem was, uh, he couldn't produce the, the title. Maryland, the defendant says that he would let her out of the deal and refund her money, but you know what? She refused. It's the case of deal, no deal. Sworn. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, Ms. Carter, Hi. you bought a car from the defendant's company, right? Yes. And how much did you pay for the car? Uh, like 20, 2800 and some change. Okay. And this was a used car, which was a 2005 Volkswagen Passat, correct? Correct. And you bought it cash? Well, my debit card, yes. On your debit card, yes. All right. Yeah, well, that's the cash you have. Right. I mean, okay. Yes. So <laughs> you bought it without a loan or anything Correct. else. All right. Yes. Now, you get a 30-day registration while he's waiting for the title to come in in your name? Yes. And what happens after the 30 days? Um, after the 30 days, I'm supposed to have a title. Right. So um, on the 29th day, you go to the dealership and say, hey, where's my title? And he says, um, I don't have it. So I asked him, you know, can you give me another temporary registration. He says um, to my fiance, uh, if you get pulled over, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pay for any charges that you get. But in New Jersey, if you don't have plates, they're going to tow my car. So yeah, I, I don't like that plan at all. Right. Exactly. So why couldn't you give her another 30 day? Cause it's not allowed. It can, it can't be issued till the one that she has is expired and it wasn't expired. at the What price. was expiring the next day? You can't issue it. This right. Is so why couldn't you give her one on Monday? Because she never came back on Monday. She well, why would she come back? You're telling her you're not going to give her one and to just, ah, if you get pulled over, we'll that's, cover it. That's not like a great plan. That's not true, Your Honor. What's not true? I asked her to give me a call on Monday morning and I could see what I would do about issuing a sample. Could see what you would do? Yes. What does that mean? that I had to call Trenton to find right. out. You did what not do that. You said, uh, I don't like how this is going, and you called the police. Um, okay, so let's step back. It expired on Saturday, I mean on Sunday. Okay, I'm there so on Saturday. So all right, it hadn't expired yet, but it was about All time. dealerships in New Jersey are closed on Sunday. Okay. So I had to rent a car on Sunday because I have to go to work on Monday. He told me to call him on Monday. I call him on Monday, still no title. He didn't call me until- Wait, What happened with the police? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I called the That's police. That's the part on, I like to hear I'm about. I'm sorry. I called the police on Saturday because what he was doing was illegal. Because he didn't have a title. Right. He shouldn't and you have, felt he shouldn't have sold you the car until he the, had the title. Right. All right, Then he says, after the police are called and the police made a report, he says, well, you could just give the car back. Well, I've had the car for 30 days. And she I, likes it. I, right? Yeah. And I paid no, for you want the benefit of your bargain. I, She's entitled to that. She doesn't have to return things. the car. What happens with the police there on Saturday? What's the agreement people arrive at? Um, that there was really no agreement. They, I mean, in the police report, it just states everything that happened, that what, you know, um, I can't. Did he agree for you? Did he pay for the rental car? He told me and my fiance that he was going to pay okay, for the Okay, come on up, car. fiance. Did he agree to pay for the rental car? Yes, he did. And you agree that you agreed to pay for the rental car, right? 
That was not discussed on the day that on the Saturday. When was it discussed? That was discussed on Monday. That we okay. So you agreed to pay for the rental car? No, I said I would give some compensation to it. I'm the sorry. Rental. What are you, What are you thinking? You're a dealership and you're selling a car you don't have the title to. It's created a problem, which is she doesn't feel like getting stopped by the police, so she has to rent a car because of your problem. Why didn't you have the title? The title got lost by FedEx. Okay. Which I have proof of. Okay. Can I see the proof of that? Yes. But why, why did you sell it if you didn't have a title? That's why we issue a temp to process the right, title. Right, because you're supposed to get your act together in the 30 days. And when you don't, when all of it doesn't happen in the 30 days, who's that on, you or her? Sir? Hello? Sir, uh, she's talking to you. I'm talking yeah, to you. Yeah, I understand that. Yes, I know. So don't disrespectfully just look down and ignore me. Answer my question. If you don't get the title from the people you Can chose, we... wait and listen. If you don't get the title from the people you chose to buy it from, you understand that legally that is a you problem, not a her problem, right? Yes. I can't hear your answer. Yes. Okay. All right. So what is it that happened? They sent it and FedEx lost it? Yes. Okay. They misplaced it. All right. Okay. This says... Delivered Thursday, 12-12. Yes, it was supposed to be delivered on Tuesday. Okay, but the Tuesday is, th it's past the 30 days. Yes, ma'am. Right, so what happened from the day you received the car and or the day you sold it to her, what happened in those 30 days? The customer misplaced the title that traded the vehicle in. So, in other words, the customer trades the vehicle in not to you or no. to you. No, not to me. Not to you. We so buy a from customer somewhere dealer. trades a car in. Then that dealership sells it to you without a title. Then you sell it to her without a title. Why are you raising your hand? It's already complicated enough. What were you going to say? Go ahead. No, that he, he bought the car from someone, but when he sold us the car, he told us that he, bought, he got it from one lady, a lady. So he made it seem like he had the title, but then when the 30 days came up, it was All just right. like... In any event, do you have an answer for why this didn't happen during the 30 days, which is how it's supposed to work, right? The customer was supposed to bring the title, and they misplaced the title in their home. They found the title, they, and then they chose to FedEx Late. it. To All right, so why is her request that you pay for the rental car during the time that she didn't want to drive around with an expired registration so unreasonable? I have no issue paying for the rental car. Okay, so what is the issue? The, all the additional insurances and additional charges she chose to take out on her own. All right, so tell me about that. There is, the actual rental car is $223. Okay. There's an extra $160 in insurance that she took out additional. Okay, why wouldn't she take out insurance? Tell me your... Because she has insurance on the car she's driving that covers the rental car. Okay. And, and also, I was how not do you, giving, No, no, just a second. You mean it covers if the rental car got damaged? She absolutely. would just have to go through her own insurance. Yes. Tell me why you took out the insurance, because you're not paying, so why shouldn't you? If I. Because that would be perfectly I, I rent, reasonable I rent in my cars eyes. But, all the time. And uh -huh. I always take out their insurance. Why should my insurance, like, why would I want my insurance right. to go up if something happens to their car rental? You can pay the $22 a day while you have their insurance, and the car is covered. And if something happens, it doesn't fall on my insurance. And so his argument is that that may be a wise decision on your part, but why is it something he has to pay? That's his argument. Because and what's if your... he had the title, if, if he had all his ducks in a row, we wouldn't even be here. I didn't right. go and get an extra large car. I didn't go anything out of the normal that I would normally do if I was paying for the rental car myself. So that's what we're arguing about, the 160 bucks of her insurance? Yes. And also- what And you're suing now for pain and suffering. Why? Because 
I can't. I went to him on Saturday. I went to him. He didn't come to me. I did the right thing by going to him, and I had to constantly call him. He called me. I called him on Monday. I called him on Wednesday, and I'm like, you know, you didn't reach out to me. He says, oh, I didn't have your number. Um, it's right here on, you know. So I had to do a lot of back and forth with him, which I felt as though if you are a car dealer, you should have all of this. In, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm doing his work. She's got you there. Um, see, here's the thing. You think that she should be out of pocket $160. I don't. And the reason that I don't, stop a second. Okay. It's good business for her. It is wise of her to make sure that the car that she has to rent, solely because you don't have a title, the car that she has to rent is fully insured and it's not going to touch her insurance. That is a smart move on her part. Otherwise, if something happens with that car and it gets wrecked through no fault of her own, and the rental car company's still gonna make her pay, and then they're gonna sue her insurance company, it's, it's gonna be some big old mess that she doesn't wanna get involved in. Why should she have to pay for her insurance, which she can't cancel, and then also for the insurance that she takes out to make sure her insurance doesn't get affected, when the only reason she has to rent a car is because you don't have a title and you're selling cars you don't have titles to. I agree with her, I do not agree with you. I do not agree with you on pain and suffering, even though I know it's annoying, but it's gonna, be, it's gonna have to be enough for you to win solidly the entire $467.75 of the rental. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The question for you. Now, what yeah. about if it would have taken longer than expected? Because the state of New Jersey told me to return her money and take the car back. No, that for first of all, I don't care what the state of New Jersey told you. I'm gonna explain to you what the law is. She struck a bargain. She gets to have the benefit of her bargain. So if she really loves the car and wants to keep it, she gets to keep it. So if it took longer for you to get a title, then I guess this is where you get spanked and you learn a lesson to not sell a car where you can't provide a title in 30 days. That's the answer to your question. Do you have another question? Verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you. Well, as you may have seen, the defendant stormed out of the courtroom. He didn't want to talk to me. No, I wouldn't want to talk. I wouldn't want to talk to him either. You wouldn't want to talk to him. No. Okay, <laughs> you'll talk to me. Yes, I will talk to you. How, well, how do you feel about the verdict? I feel wonderful. I feel great. You didn't get pain and suffering. I know, but it's okay. I won the case. Good for you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you stood up for for your, you know, what yes. you thought was right, and that's what you you should have done to begin with. Thank so you congratulations. so much. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, everybody. Harvey? So the plaintiff, Doug, was suing for pain and suffering. Here's the reality. You cannot get pain and suffering for breach of contract. It usually, almost already requires some kind of significant damage, usually physical injury. It can be a severe emotional injury as well. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
This is the plaintiff, Leonard Scott Jr. He says the defendant's a former tenant who painted the walls of the apartment he rented her downright bizarre and crazy colors. He was forced to spend more than a normal paint job fixing the walls because of the bold, outrageous colors the defendant chose and is suing her for the remaining $427.65. And she will hopefully learn you can't just go around with an I-can-do-whatever-I-want attitude. This is the defendant, Naja Lunsford. She says she lived in the plaintiff's apartment for 13 years. She was a great tenant, and after living there for so long, she needed to repaint it at her own cost. Oh, she's sorry. He didn't like the colors. But after 13 years, he had to paint the place for the next tenant anyway, and she should not have to pay for that. She's accused of having bad taste. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $196 for the return of security and electric bill refund. All parties. Please use your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff is suing his former tenant because she painted the walls bizarre and crazy colors, and he had to spend a lot of money to cover it up. The but the defendant says she had lived there for 13 years, and the place needed a paint job anyway, so not her problem. It's the case of, I see your true colors shining through. Okay, Mr. Scott. Ms. Lunsford was your tenant for how many years? Approximately 30, 13 years. 30, wow, okay. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, so, well, 13 That's is long, long enough. I've been in, over that in business. Okay, so for 13 years she was your tenant. Was she a good tenant? Yeah, she was. She paid her rent? That's how I yeah, measure. She paid her rent on time. Okay. Um, while you were living there, apparently at some point, when you received the apartment, it was the walls were all white or cream. Yes. And then you decided that you were going to paint them some very, very bold colors, yes. right? Let's see the colors. Uh, I typically refer to these as spice colors. Okay. So these are, this is one picture. Okay, I don't know why you're showing me pictures of broken screens because you're not I didn't really, charge this, for that. Yeah, this is a brown wall. That's the kitchen. Right. There's no, there, that's. What is this a picture of? Uh, look like the kitchen still. No, I know, why are you, what, what am I supposed it to do? It just clean? happened to be in the pile. Oh, okay, no problem. So these are the colors? Yeah. Right? Right. I am in my these phone. These are too. the colors? Wow, that's gonna. That one's gonna give you some trouble. Have you, these already have been repainted, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So there was a hundred dollar deposit? It was a move in special 13 years ago. I haven't done that since. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's a bad idea. All right, so um, there's a hundred dollar deposit. You kept that and you're suing today for the remainder of $527.65, which does not represent the paint job According no. to you, it only represents the priming materials yeah, and the prime job. Just the priming. Okay, and by prime you mean painting over with a primer these bold colors so that after that it could be painted. Right, it'll lock the colors underneath. Okay, how many times did they have to go over the wall, the wall color with primer until it was covered? I wasn't there, but I think it took, I talked to the owner and I think it took them two coats. Two coats. All right, and that's what he's suing you for because they charge him. That's like a separate thing from painting. You, you, you feel that you shouldn't have to pay that, why? 
Um, because I was there for 13 years, he never had to paint it while I was there. Um, at the time, I looked... I know, let me just say, it has nothing to do with how mm -hmm. I'm going to rule, but if I had a tenant who I liked for 13 years, in a million years, I would never sue them for $500. But go ahead. Exactly. Um, but um, part of the customer's um, consumer affairs in California says gives um, guidelines about how much you would be deducted from your deposit um, for how many years you've been there. In terms of painting? Yes. And right. Does it, does it say, say anything in terms of yes. priming when you have the hubris to paint these colors on property that you don't own? Yes. It said um, the tenant wouldn't have to pay for any costs. Let me see repayment. what you're talking about. Again, does this talk about painting or priming? Um, this is talking about painting, but right. it says Right. Do you understand? See, here's the, the thing. Cost. I don't think you understand the difference between painting and priming. Oh, I do, because I always prime before I paint. Okay. Mm -hmm. But have you ever had to prime a burgundy wall? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have. Mm -hmm. My entire house was these colors. Mm -hmm. And I have, I have had to pay people to paint, <laughs> to prime the walls. Mm -hmm. I know exactly how much mm -hmm. materials goes into right. it and how much labor has to go into it mm -hmm. to get those colors covered. Mm -hmm. If you have done that, then you know too. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you, go, did you paint the walls yourself? Yes. Then why didn't you just leave the apartment the way you found it and prime it yourself? Um, I was under the impression that he would have to um, paint the apartment but anyway. You not, wait, just stop a second. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt that you were kind of ignorant about prime, but now you're telling me you're not ignorant about it. So you know that the painting and priming are two different things. Yes. You shouldn't have to pay for primer and go over it twice. If the walls were still the way he gave them to you, he would just have to put a coat of paint on it, maybe mm -hmm. not even two coats. Now he has to put four coats, two coats of primer, two coats of paint. So you've cost him. That's a different thing from the painting statute of mm -hmm. how many times you have to put this is probably what you're going to, yeah, you're just talking about repainting. Yeah. And so, and I get you here and he gets you here. He's not, according to him, and I'm looking at it and the amount seems to be truthful. He's not, you know, he's eaten the painting charge Later, it's just the priming charge that he feels that he shouldn't have to eat because you did not get permission. So my question to you is, did you get permission? Mm -hmm. um, I did not ask permission, but, but for um, legitimate reasons, I didn't ask for permission. And tell me those. Um, when I first moved in, um, it, I read the contract and it said no pets and I had a pet and he was like, oh, okay, well, and I said, well, can you change that on the contract? And then he changed it. Then I asked if I could change the shower head and he said that that was a no brainer and that- Yeah, that's a no brainer because right, then he's gonna keep your shower head. No brainer. Right. And then at another two years into my residency, I asked to have my boyfriend put on the lease because he moved in because it says in the contract that you need to. Um, and he said that that was none of his business. So every time I had asked him something referring to the contract, he just blew it off like it didn't even matter. Yeah, but how much effort does it, I mean, you're painting the man's walls. How much mm -hmm. effort does it take to say, is it all right if I paint the walls? You know, because I have yeah. found that the tenants who don't tell me that is because they really want the walls to be burgundy. Oh, okay. Uh, because they don't want me to say no, and they know I'm going to say no. I didn't even think about asking him because everything else I yeah, had but that asked isn't, him. That, that's not a legal defense. Right. All right. That's so, why I did uh, it. <laughs> on, he has a, a lawsuit against you for the remainder. He's taken into account the 100, and he's suing you for the remainder of the priming, and I find that he's entitled to that. Let's talk about your counterclaim against him. You're suing for the hundred dollars. That's right. you know, I just ruled on that. But there's a, this is interesting. You're suing for an electric bill for November, December. Why does he have to pay that? What happened? Here? Um, I didn't get it turned off, and he never got it put in his name. So I ended up getting charges for two more months. 
Um, who's, that, who's that on? Is that on him? Who, is somebody living there? No. Was somebody well, living there? I moved a new tenant in, I think in December, after, and they took, put the, they should So you're the, talking about the bills that arrive in November and arrive in December, right? Yes. So they would cover the two months before that. That's probably why the lawsuit presents itself that way. But, oh, okay. All right, but so, um, and how much was that? $95. And, and so is that tip, is that particularly low? Yes. Right. So and nobody was actually consuming electricity at your expense. It was just the fact that you had electricity. Um, it shows how much was used, and he, I'm sure he used it to use the, to prime, to prime, to <laughs> yeah. sand, to um, so. Replace did the you just assume that she had turned it off, and you were getting free electricity? Because no. I, I know when a tenant leaves, at some point I got to put it in my name. But no, and I don't have to. I have a. I used to have an agreement with PG&E, the electric company. They would automatically put it in my name, or I call them and tell them it's going to be used for cleaning show. So I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, but PG&E is not typically that generous. I'm not sure no, what you're saying. No, they're not generous. Typically, I, what what has to happen is someone has to pay for electricity there. I mean, that and that's a reasonable position. My son has yeah. something to say. So the PG&E service, they will. Once she calls and turns it off, they automatically put it in a landlord's name. Right. And so you don't call and put it in your name. You expect that the tenant's going to cancel it, and you didn't cancel it. Right. That's not on him either. So in your counterclaim against him, zero. And on his claim against you, I find in his favor in the amount of the $427.65. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff is victorious. Ms. Lunsford, you learned two valuable lessons today. Prime before you leave? Yes. Turn off the electric before yes, you leave. Yes, exactly. Okay, mm -hmm. what's your reaction to what just happened? Well, I just feel I was there for 13 years. I was an excellent tenant, and he's just kind of being petty. Well, the judge didn't feel that way. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, hope you learned something. Thank you very much. All right, Mr. Scott. Yes, sir. Did you think long and hard about suing her for this relatively small amount of money? Well, I wasn't going to sue her if she gave me the keys when we did our pre-walkthrough. Yeah. And I normally just, I would have ate it. But she has an attitude. She thought the apartment belonged to her. And it didn't. And then she let me know. She, she'd done numerous things over the years besides pay her rent on time. So attitude's important. Yeah. I mean, Very good. she pissed me off. Actually. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you got the last laugh. Okay. No, I'm not laughing. I, just, I got, the, got what I want. But you if I won or lost, win or lose, I wanted her to know that she was not right. Good for you. Thank you very much, sir. Congratulations. You got your money. All right, Harvey. Doug, this is a truism. When you are a tenant and you want to alter anything in an apartment, I don't care what the landlord says, get it in writing. Send him a note, get an affirmation, and then do the work. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. 
Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done.